It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Tuned into the Navarro Miller Report, featuring the hottest in news, entertainment, sports, and all those topics for the mainstream audience. The Navarro Miller Report. What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Navarro Miller Report. I'm your host, Dave Navarro, and I'm Jeremy Miller. And uh, with up, us we have we have our special guest co-host uh, Cody's is in the house right here, man. How you doing, brother? I'm good. Thank you guys for having me. I'm excited nice. to be here today. Nice Glad to have you on, man. And happy Halloween weekend to all you guys, man. This is going to be a great weekend. Obviously, I'm kind of sort of in the Halloween spirit right here, you know. Dave, I, I, I'm digging the look. Can we keep this regularly? It's definitely you take easier your, on the eyes. Why don't you take your mask off first? All right. How about that? How about that? Huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But you know, in 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 uh in keeping up with uh with the spirit of Halloween, how, are you guys doing anything for Halloween weekend or what's going on? I mean, let's 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 start with you, Cody. I yeah. mean, what do you got? What do you got planned? So I have my first right now. So right now I'm out here and I'm just waiting to uh, perform tomorrow. So it's been pretty cool. Nice. Oh, nice, nice. Sorry, I got something in my. Ah, ah. Thank you. And where what you about... where are you performing? Oh no, no worries. It's at this place called the Forge, so it's like uh, Joliet, I think it's called. What? So right now I'm in Chicago, but we're going out there tomorrow. Oh, okay, nice, nice. nice. Well, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, what about you, Jeremy? What do you got? What do you got planned for Halloween? <laughs> well, you know, the kids are all grown up, and uh, I'm gonna be sitting around here at the house waiting for trick or treaters, and unfortunately, spending it with you gonna be watching halloween movies with uh with your ugly mug hey i i always light up every single place i go to okay <laughs> don't act like you don't you don't you don't miss me when i'm not there okay i mean i know you miss me with every single shot to this point but still that that's <laughs> supposed to with that hat of yours oh, oh i'm sorry is my hat kind of like blinding you a little bit here seeing as Notre Dame beat USC. I mean, I'm sorry if this is this is Again, bothering with, you, but with the dumpster fire USC is right now, you can't get to me. You yeah, can't. Yeah, There's yeah. no honor in beating a absolutely beaten dog. Yeah, well, we'll take what we Dang. can get. Like I said, <laughs> Cody's and, and, and Cody's, uh, Cody's. I know that you uh, you're you're not really a football fan, but you are uh, you uh-huh. are close to that hell, you know godforsaken school, right? Yeah, I'm close to that school. <laughs> yeah, I'm so, so fan, a fan by proximity. Yeah, a fan by proximity. Or or forced fan, either or, you know, at gunpoint. Oh, but anyways, shut up. That. at gunpoint. 
<laughs> well, we got a wonderful show for you guys today. And, but before we get really into this, I, I got the funniest story on TikTok that I saw, actually. And I got to share with you guys this video. You guys are going to crack up when you see this, I swear. Um, basically, um, let me just go ahead and quarterback it. It's a news story. Uh, and an anchor is actually talking about a man that went into an airport. And, well, just let me just uh, pull it up here really quick so you guys can really take a look at it. And uh, just just enjoy. Kansas Home Depot police responded to reports of a bomb threat at the store in Wichita. A customer alerted employees. A man inside the bathroom said there was a bomb in the building. Police were able to locate the man responsible for those comments. And that man told police he warned other guests to leave the restroom because he was, quote, uh, fixing to blow it up, but had no intention of causing a panic. Man also told police others in the room laughed understanding his joke which i'm just now getting <laughs> home depot says they will not be pressing charges Man. so I, I thought it was in an airport it was actually at a home depot <laughs> oh my goodness um, that is that's brilliant i mean i'm sorry if you've never heard that phrase i guess i can see where somebody might have freaked out but i mean as soon as i heard the phrase i was like oh i know what's happening here oh i'm surprised it's the first time like this joke is being used like a bomb in the bathroom and i mean nobody I mean, was ready for that i mean that's just that that right there that right there is is that's just hilarious to me, honestly. I mean, the guy caused a panic. Like, yeah, she told everybody, y'all better get the hell out of here because I'm about to blow this, you know, up. And, I mean, I'm sure he did. I'm sure, and I'm sure he probably did blow it up, you know, but not exactly in the matter that uh, that they thought he they was going to do it. Right. <laughs> I mean, I've used oh, that Lord. phrase before. I mean, I think, I think even Gabriel Iglesias has used that phrase before, too. Where oh, he's, yeah. like, he's like, he's like, I'm gonna blow it up, you know. I mean, that's just that's just the term that many people use. So, yeah, it was. Uh, so I had to share that one with you guys. You know, Thank you, share, really. sharing means caring yeah. with that one. So, but in other news, um, we're actually uh, this week. Uh, Adam Levine actually he uh, he was getting a lot of heat from his fans simply because he actually he he was on a stage uh performing live with maroon five and a and a and a fan just rushes the stage and decides to give him a hug and everything he's like whoa what's going on but um on tiktok there was a tiktoker that actually spoke about this uh this particular incident and uh let's just go ahead and check out to see what he had to say So let me get this straight. You have a whole congregation of women trying to cancel Adam Levine, talking shit, trying to degrade him, saying they would have never bought concert tickets had they knew he was like this. Like what? They didn't like to be touched? Had this been Beyonce, Nicki Minaj, Meg Thee Stallion, J-Lo, and a man hopped up on there to fucking try to hug up on him? Whole life would have been fucking canceled. His whole life would have been fucking over. Sexual assault, sexual harassment fucking charges would have fucking probably followed as well. Because it's Adam Levine and he's a man, he should be okay with it. Whatever happened to not touching people without consent? Whatever happened to respecting people's boundaries? Whatever happened to respecting the fact that he's fucking married? But because he's a celebrity and his fans made him, he should appreciate it, right? Y'all need to stop defending this fucking behavior and get y'all's fucking head out of y'all's four points of fucking contact. <laughs> I mean, 
he he basically he said it well himself. I mean, and the stream there was a lot of comments on on uh, that particular video. Yeah. We got a couple of comments right here that that I put up on the screen here. Uh, one of them says, "I agree with you, but as a performer, there's a more professional way to handle this, that situation." Another uh, TikToker uh, user said. He has every right to be upset and equally upset at security, but why act disgusted? She didn't grope him. It wasn't even a full hug. Now, Adam actually uh, addressed that that part by saying that he wasn't really shaking it off as he was disgusted. It was more along the lines that he just was shaking it off. The the whole the whole thing what just happened because it was a little shocking to him uh, what just happened. And and quite frankly, I mean, Cody's you as a as a performer. You're on stage. Right. How would you feel? I mean, how would you feel if something like this happened to you? How would you handle a situation like this? So I know what I will. I say I know what I signed up for in the first place. So I know my fans are a certain type of people and they're going to do certain type of things. So if they do something I already know they're going to do, they might do, you know, I'm not going to get too upset. But as a performer, that's probably being up there way longer than me. You know, it's like I can't. I can't get upset about that. I know exactly where he's coming from. Okay, but, and, you know, and that's and that's just... fair. And that's fair. And that's fair. I mean, at the end of the day, you do know. But I mean, right now with with the current situation, with the pandemic, right, with COVID and everything, I mean, would you be thinking some a little bit differently? Yeah. See, and I can put all this stuff to the side and say a hundred percent he's in the right because of COVID and because of just respect in the first place. And let yep. me take it to another another level. Um, because of the stalking issues, because of all of that, I'll take it back 20 years. Monica Sellis was stabbed by a fan who rushed the court. Now, did they know she was, if this guy was going to hug her, touch her, ask for a autograph? No, the guy pulled out a seven inch fishing blade and sunk it into the back of her neck. So, I mean, as a performer, you got to be aware of this stuff. And I think his response was, I, I believe him when he said he was shaking it off because it threw him. It was jarring. It was shocking. Um, having been through a similar situation myself in a much bigger arena when I was in China when I was young, and because of the following that Growing Pains had back then, I got mobbed. There was an event where I did what I normally do. I walked up to the fans who were in the audience, who were up in the stands, in the grandstands, and I started shaking hands with the people in the you know first few rows. And the whole crowd burst through the barriers. I mean, 5,000 people literally rushed me and I got mobbed. Uh, my shirt got ripped off, my pants got shredded. Security had me over their head, carrying me out of the crowd to protect me. So. I see where he's coming from. That stuff gets out of hand real quick. You never know what someone's intentions are. And unfortunately now that's something that performers really have to be aware of. And um, I can't remember her name, but the I believe the voice actor, uh, singer who was murdered at her concert or at her autograph signing just recently in Florida. Uh, that was less than two years ago. Um, you know, again, you gotta be careful. I've always been extremely uh, friendly with my fans if fans have wanted a hug or have you know as long as they've asked as long as they've been respectful things have you know I've always said yes um, but you also have to assess the situation you have to judge what you're going into so I mean uh, performers of all types athletes and otherwise have to be aware of that 
Yeah, and that's and that's something. And I and I was gonna ask you ask you about that too, Jeremy, because I know that uh, you actually told me a story of when you were a kid and an adult. Actually, I, we talked about this before that mm-hmm. an adult actually grabbed your hand and was like pulling you to go meet her daughter or something like that, right? Not just grab my hand. I was barely 14 years old, and we were in uh, at the Grand Old Opryland in Tennessee. And this lady asked if I'd come meet her daughter. And I said, yeah, sure, of course. Where is she? And she grabbed me by the arm. And this was a rather big lady. You know, she's pretty forceful. And she grabbed me by the arm and started dragging me across the park. So, I mean, again, thankfully, I mean, I'd been training a little martial arts and a little whatever else. And I, you know, kind of arm parted her off of me and shoved her away. And then almost got attacked by her rather large Tennessee husband. Um, Jesus. So at 14 years old, I mean, I wasn't doing anything wrong. I got manhandled. This lady was manhandling a kid because she thought she had the right because she's a fan. I mean, it's not okay. You know, you're still a human being at the end of the day. I know that there are, you know, our fans made us that. I mean, that's why I've always tried to be as good as I can to my fans. I've never refused an autograph. I've never anything like that because without our fans, we don't have a job, you know, but at the same time, our welfare, you know, mental and physical comes into play and you got to protect yourself to some degree, especially with how many crazies there are now. I mean, there are so many, I mean, I'm sure they've always been around, but with the avenues they have to get a hold of people now to get in the same vicinity, it's, you just got to be careful. Right. And, uh, and uh, really quick, uh, just a short uh, segue here because I forgot to mention this at the beginning. Uh, speaking of fans, to all of you that are watching uh, the Navarro Miller Report, I uh, just wanted to give, go ahead and give you guys a quick announcement that we are actually moving locations in a couple of weeks. We're, we're going to be leaving Facebook Live uh, on Jeremy's uh, fan page. And uh, we're switching over to a YouTube channel that you can see that's available in the description of this video and even uh, beyond. So you can catch us all. Just subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit that uh, bell for notifications of every time you get on there. And, uh, you know, you'll know when we go on live. You could join the conversation, chat with us a little bit and uh, take it from there. I mean. You know, best place to be is at YouTube at this point, right? <laughs> In my opinion. So nope. it'll really help us out. Everybody switch over to there, give us a check out. And uh, if you're liking this, please subscribe. That'd be fantastic. So uh, yeah, so I mean and getting back to uh, getting back to what we're talking about again, it's 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 a very uh, tricky situation. I mean, Adam handled it the best that he could. Security had a lot to do with the fact of the matter that they were not protecting the artist. He shouldn't have been put in that situation to begin with. Uh, security yeah. should have actually been more aware of who was around, how they were getting. This is like a female that, I mean, you know, security guards are like six foot, freaking 200, 300 pound dudes. They could have easily stopped this young lady from jumping the stage the way she did. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Somebody fell asleep at the wheel. Somebody got caught yeah. slipping. That's how I feel. Yeah. 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 So, but it is what it is. I mean, so far, Adam Levine, he's okay. And, uh, you know, he's, he's, uh, you know, he's doing fine. And I'm sure he'll be, I'm sure this won't be the last time that we'll hear of a fan jumping up on stage, but hopefully this time security will go ahead and stop them before they do. 
Yeah. In other in other news, um, there's an update actually over the Alec Baldwin uh, situation with Rust and uh, the tragedy that happened on the set of Rust. Uh, apparently, in an affidavit earlier this week, Alec Baldwin was told, and this is an affidavit that was by the director. He actually says to himself, Alec Baldwin was told to point the gun at the camera for a scene where it was kind of like a POV scene where he was switching. Um, uh, he was he was flipping the gun from one side to the other, from one opposite end to the other. So when he did that, you know, he pointed the gun forward and everything. So Jeremy, you were right. Like we talked about this, and you were right. You were you were right in your theory. You had a theory that that's more than likely what happened was that it was a scene that he was asked to do where he had to point the gun towards the camera. It made more sense to me that that was the case rather than a experienced, disciplined actor like Alec Baldwin would just be screwing around with a gun aiming it at people. You know, um, what other reason would he have for having it pointed at the camera, at the director, in the vicinity of anybody like that who's not one of the actors that he's filming with? You know, it would make no sense otherwise. So, um, you know, they said they were he was doing a cross draw, which makes sense because you're reaching to your cross side holster and you're pulling out and aiming. So you're getting that backward hand coming to the camera kind of a shot. It's a great shot. It's a dramatic um, shot. It's a very dramatic shot. Again, it should never have been done with a live weapon. I we've we, we beat this to death when it happened. I'm not going to go off on my soapbox for 10 minutes again, but there's no excuse under any circumstances for a live weapon to be on set anymore. We have had too many tragedies. We know what happens when something goes wrong. One life is too many, and this is starting to add up. So, you know, they got to do something. You can't have live weapons on set. You just can't do it anymore. There's and enough Cody, technical there's enough technical expertise to make fake guns, to do it CGI, to do whatever you want. There's enough technical expertise. Live guns should never be on set ever again. Yeah, and, and okay, Cody's, I mean, you know, you know, in <laughs> the rant's over. No. <laughs> um and so and, and I mean Cody's, I mean, you know, you've heard about this situation. I mean, what are your thoughts on the on, on everything that happened? I agree. I don't think that there should have been a live weapon on set. I think it's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Something was bound to happen down the line with somebody. We've just heard too many stories. I agree with Jeremy 100%. Yeah, I mean, at this point, it just it's a tragedy that, you know, it took the life of somebody, and it's something that, unfortunately... It, it, it happened and uh you know it is what it is we have some people that are joining Word. us right now uh joe andrew <laughs> i really don't like you right now he's saying go astro go assholes i mean go astros sorry my my mistake not 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 funny joe not funny i don't like that one bit Anyways, <laughs> uh, hopefully they're not banging their trash cans or anything to go ahead and cheat to win again. But anyways, uh, in other in other news, uh, Disney Plus 
is rebooting Nicolas Cage's National Treasure. Why? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea why they're rebooting a movie that just came out literally like what ten years ago. I mean, yeah, Jerry, that's so random. It doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, come on, come up with something better, something newer. You know, stop trying to like recycle things. This try, you know, if you're gonna reboot a movie, reboot a movie from like. You know, the 1970s, 1980s, 1960s, 19... Reboot something, like, from there, where the technology wasn't around to make it, like, better. Like, Dune. They rebooted Dune, and so far, it's been... I don't... Jeremy, I know that that was your favorite movie right there, so, I mean... Don't get me started. Have you won it? Have you seen it? Yes, I've seen it, and... When the large, one of the largest criticisms, one of, there were many, of the original film was that there were too much time and too many shots of people just wandering around slowly staring at sand off in the distance. You would think that they would fix that in the new film. But no, it's two and a half hours long, and you could cut 45 minutes of walking around staring into the distance at sand out of this film. It could have been a clean hour and 50, no problem. With all the dialogue, the battle, you wouldn't have lost anything. All you had to do is cut out all the into the distance at sand. For, for, those, okay. for those that can't and see, for, the, for those... Over. For, for those that for those that uh, don't know what Jeremy was doing, if you're listening to us in the in the recast, he was looking up into the sky with that pause. It just, <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, I enjoyed what was there. The film was good. I thought the acting was good. The story, you know, I thought they stayed true to the book. It was it was good. I thought they did a good job with it. But oh my goodness, it was agonizing through. I have I mean, you'd it. have you'd have shots five, three, four, five minutes at a time of just slowly watching their feet go through sand and then them gazing in the sand and watching the distance pensively and you're making me really want to watch this movie jeremy well really? yeah no, i gotta see the movie <laughs> if you can get through that part the rest of it's great but it's a slog through that part it just drags because of that otherwise i would be raving about this film if it wasn't for that aspect i would be telling everybody go see this film this film's amazing you know, but again, when one of the biggest problems and biggest criticisms of the original film was not fixed, to me, that's an issue. That was well, one of the original problems of the film? Yeah, the original film, well, one of the many. The original film was kind of all over the place. It didn't really stay true to the book very well. And as mm -hmm. we know, sci-fi fans are very diehard over that. If you don't get it right, just right, right, right. they're going to let you know about it. But also, yeah, it was a very yeah. long, bloated film. And again, a lot of that was just people walking around in the desert, looking pensive and staring off into the distance. So, again, they didn't really fix that criticism. <laughs> um, but otherwise, yeah. it is a really enjoyable film. A lot of action. It's a cool sci-fi film and miles ahead of the original when well, they're actually doing something. Well, that's 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 one film, okay. but right now, like what they like what we're just talking about is uh, National Treasure: The Reboot. They're doing exactly what what we've been seeing a lot of is that they're not just doing a reboot; they're making it more inclusive. They're trying to be very politically correct about a lot of things, 
And the way it says right here, it says, quote, the new series will reportedly feature a new main character, Jess Morales, a 20-year-old dreamer who will, in national treasure tradition, traditional, quote, uncover her mysterious family history and recover lost treasure. The show set to be directed by Miranair uh, is also said to look to examine issues of identity, community, historical authorship, and patriotism. Gee, I wonder if this is going to be a political type of a TV show. I wonder. I'm not too sure. I mean, come on. Here's really? here's my biggest beef. Oh, honestly. here we go. Here comes the beef. Where, where's, <laughs> where's the poop, Jeremy? Where's the poop? <laughs> here's my biggest beef with this is that these corporations are merely utilizing political correctness and inclusiveness and whatever else to cover up their lack of creativity and having no other story ideas that they can you know sell all they're going to do is rehash something from 10 years ago and go oh but look we have a latin actress oh but look we're gonna have a transgender person oh but look it's it's none of them care it's about dollars for them first of all and second of all it's a lazy way of making films it's it's there's no creativity to it whatsoever and it's merely an excuse in my opinion Cody's, do you agree uh, yeah, so you clap, I saw you clapping yeah. over there I, I saw you clapping over there so i'm thinking you did agree <laughs> yeah that's it's fast i mean it's an excuse in my opinion it's it's so easy to just be like okay well since we have to do this anyways then let's do it. Let's run with it, and let's make some money. Mm-hmm. I mean, you come. You, I mean, no... Cody, you, you come from a from a from a younger generation, from this generation, pretty much. Right. I mean, are you tired? I mean, speaking from for uh, for yourself and possibly for for this new for this younger generation, are you tired mm-hmm. of these types of reboots? Do you, I mean, don't you want something fresh, something new, something original? Yeah, I I definitely do, and it's like. I'm able to get that, but I'm not able to get it from something like Disney or mm-hmm. or anything on on TV. I have to go on YouTube or something to go find that, you know? That's just something we gotta look for ourselves. And that's something and, and I've seen and it's and it's interesting that you say that because there's a lot of interesting series that are on YouTube that are by original makers that you know probably didn't get an approval from these big studios or anything like that so they decided to go ahead and make their own movies Mm -hmm. their own series i mean i remember a few years ago a director did uh uh, power rangers a very very dark power rangers type of uh, uh a show where pretty much all the rangers were killed the only one that was left and it and it's and it was actually with james vanderbeek who played dawson on dawson's creek he played this dark character and i loved it i saw it and i was like dude is this a movie are they making this some please tell me they're making this a movie it's really right, good yeah i you can know? bro and- i can appreciate like a twist on on all those different films because that's creativity in itself you know yeah, but yeah. If, if I want to see anything on the big screen, if I'm going to be honest, I want to see something like, you remember the Avatar movie? Mm-hmm. Like, I thought that was a beautiful, like, that was a beautiful movie. Agreed. But if, if I'm looking for something like, if I want to watch a comedy, I'm not going to, I'm not going over there to like the uh, Edwards or anything. YouTube, mm-hmm. You know? I stick, well, I stick to the classics. Think of it, think of it from, you know, I mean, classics. we're all, we're all artists here. Think of it from a creative standpoint. I mean, they're using the easy way out to say, now given we're never going to see a deep, realistic, gritty, dark film about 
inclusiveness and what anybody of transgender or race or otherwise is really going to face. It's it's Disney. It's going to have to be softened up and everything else. But filmmakers, are you telling me that there is not enough drama in the life of a dreamer and their struggle to become a citizen and make something of their? Are you telling me there's not enough there for you to work with to create a real original story yeah. that you have to try and include that into some other rehash of something else? I mean, give us something original and real if you want to make a difference. So you know what? Like we got, we have Pixar, and Pixar's a part of Disney, and Pixar, in my opinion, has been killing it, and they haven't had any of these issues with. All the phobias or just all these different things. It's like, have you guys seen Soul, for example? Mm -hmm. Oh, love. That was Soul. a movie that came out last year. I right? haven't seen it because I'll, I'll be honest with you. Right I, I haven't seen Soul. I haven't seen any of the new ones because every time I see a new Pixar movie, I start bawling like a baby. I start crying my eyes out. Yeah. When I saw hey, the movie, they know Up, how to pull those strings. They, they really do. do. It, when, yeah. I, when I saw the movie Up, I couldn't stop crying. I could not stop. Like when when the old guy was like with the oh. I was like, no, 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 no. I'm done. I yeah. can't watch any more Pixar movies. They make me cry way too much every time I see a Pixar movie. I cried in Finding Nemo. <laughs> Go figure. Oh my goodness. I, I cried in Monsters Inc. when 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 he had to say goodbye to the little to to the little Boo. I was like bawling my. I was like, no, why did you? Did you like the Cars movies? Oh, heck Cars yeah. movies are pretty cool. Yeah, those are pretty cool. Yeah, actually, Cars I was, one was okay especially with that. one of my favorites. Man, that's what got me into Disney in the first place. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. No, then, they, they. As they a chef, Ratatouille is is definitely uh, top of my list because I, I I I'm a chef and that's that. Come on, you gotta love that film. Come on, yeah. Most you definitely. Well, for right now, it looks like Disney is trying their best right now. I mean, they have another really or, a good original series that they are coming that they're gonna start uh, with uh, Amy Steinfeld. Uh, she's coming out with uh, with uh, Hawk Girl. Uh, that's pretty much that's pretty much a continuation of Hawk guy, Hawk guy and everything. And I'm actually interested in that one. I saw the previews for it. That looks like a really cool uh, new series for Disney. They did a great job with the Mandalorian. I cannot wait for the next season of the Mandalorian. That's an incredible series. Uh, they're also starting a new one with uh, with the Bubba Fett Chronicles or something like that. That's gonna be another original series that's gonna be uh, coming out uh, this fall. So that's gonna be really, really cool. Come on, Disney. You're giving us all this great original programming. Why you gotta- Stick to why it. You gotta stick to that, come on. <laughs> stick to that, you'll be fine with that. <laughs> But anyways, we'll see what happens with National Treasure with this reboot. Uh, they still, they, we'll still have to figure out if it's actually going to be even good. But I don't know. We'll see what happens. Maybe Nick we'll Cage see. will do a cameo or something. We'll, we'll find out. Uh, hey, I other, believe in. I believe in him. Right? <laughs> exactly. So, in other news, uh, Amazon driver gets fired after a video goes viral of him getting some in the back seat of his delivery van. Now. This gentleman, he is basically seen, and it was all over social media, all over TikTok, where a woman is seen exiting the back of an Amazon van. And as she's exiting the back of it, she's fixing her bra, fixing her strap, fixing everything. Obviously, we all know what she was doing. So this Amazon driver got fired right after that video went viral. Come on, guys. Seriously, with as many jobs that are available out there, you can't wait until you get home to get some. 
You have to go ahead and be like, hey, you want to go ahead and take care of my package in here? <laughs> Come on. Let's be realistic here. I'm going to play right, devil's so, advocate. Okay, no, after you, Codis. I work at Amazon, night shifts um, in particular. And so we're there for 10 hours, and Amazon has so many employees that they kind of forget about some people. So I feel like it's, it's surprising that this is just now being called out. Cause this happens all the time. <laughs> really? I wouldn't be yeah. surprised. Wouldn't shock me. We got we got uh, Dusty actually uh, commenting right now. He says maybe he was dropping her off as a package, like an escort service. He was dropping her <laughs> off as a package. Oh my goodness. Uh, uh. says uh, this is ridiculous. I was showing her her package wasn't there. I shouldn't have been fired for that. <laughs> Looks like the driver is on here watching us right now. Had a few things to say. He was just showing her the her package. That's all he was doing. <laughs> nothing, nothing to see here. Come That's on. all he was doing. That's all he was doing. Come on. Well, Delius, I'm sorry that you got fired from Amazon because you were just showing, you know, uh, uh, you know, you were just showing somebody their package. I mean, I think that that is really wrong for them to have fired you for something like that. But uh, just out of curiosity, what kind of package were you showing her? Just curious. I don't want. Actually, to, no. I, you know I what? I don't want to know. I don't want to know. <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, so that happened. Um, that was uh, that was an interesting little piece of uh, tidbit of news. In other news, Peta. This is something that Jeremy's gonna enjoy a lot of. Peta says to Major League Baseball to stop calling the bullpen a bullpen because it's offensive to cows and to cattle jeremy you're please enlighten because i've heard this news as well oh this is just again PETA with their heads so far up their ass spending those wonderful dollars they convince you are there to help the animals for bullshit like this um, oh my god i almost yeah. spit my water out don't do that <laughs> But uh, no pun intended. Uh, That's why I was laughing. I know. I was waiting for uh, that. But, you know, they they actually used the word specious. They said it needs to stop because it's specious. Are you kidding me? Really? This is this is offensive to who? I, I, I haven't heard any cows complaining, honestly. Um, it's... I, I I really haven't. I've been to ranches. I have. I've never heard them sitting around going, "Man, fucking MLB." You know. I mean, it, I mean, if you did, if you did, you'd be making a lot of money right now. I'd be like, dude, this cow could talk. <laughs> Can you I, hear I what just, they're saying? This is, this is insane. You know how I feel about PETA, anyway. I mean, they do a small amount of good work in some places, but for the most part, you know, they're they're an overbloated organization that is a disguise for a mass murdering kill shelters. So. Um, you know, it's, I'm sorry, it's a fact. You can go look it up in their own reporting. They have the highest rate of kills of any shelters. PETA shelters average 80, 85, 90% kills almost every single year. They report it themselves. You can look it up. Um, so I have no love for this company and they do stuff like this all the time. They, they, they champion these BS causes and, you know, try and make it like some big, you know, atrocity. It's Cody, a joke. Do you, Cody, do you, do you think it's offensive to call the bullpen in Major League Baseball a bullpen? Do you think it's offensive to cattle? It's the first time I heard the word species before. So <laughs> it was the first time I heard it used. So 
true. Well, we got uh, Delius, the former Amazon driver, um, <laughs> that is saying uh, PETA is really Demi Lovato being crazy again. And it's funny because we were, and Jeremy, you and I were talking about this off camera. We were talking exactly about that because, as we all know, Demi Lovato, and this is on uh, one of our, I think it was on our second episode that we talked about this uh, with our former uh, guest co host, uh, uh, Ronnie King, about how Demi Lovato is saying that calling aliens aliens is offensive to aliens because you know we've seen aliens and we've talked to them and they've actually said that it's offensive us calling them aliens wow what is going on with these people stop drinking the juice Demi Lovato leading the world (laughs) I'm saying I'm just just this is just ridiculous it's crazy but yeah, that I'm, uh, and I, I was, I, I, Jeremy was, uh, was, you know was what they, you know what they want to call it, you know what they huh. want to call it. They huh. said Major League Bar- Baseball needs to rename it an Arm Barn. That's what I heard. I heard that too. Arm Bar for Arm Barn for God's sake. Sounds like an Arm Bar for UFC. So. That's just that's just the weirdest that's just the weirdest thing. Anyways, in other in other entertainment in other news, Ice Cube says no to a COVID vaccine and nine million dollars. Not like Ice Cube can say, you know, I mean, like not like he cares. I mean, he's got so much money he really doesn't care. He could say no, yes to whatever he wants. But nine million. He was actually uh, set to be uh, p- play a role in uh, upcoming Jack Black movie. Uh, I believe it's called Oh Hell No, I believe it's called. Or I think that's what he said when they asked him for a vaccine was Oh Hell No. I think that's what it was. It was one of the two. But uh, it was set to shoot, and with new COVID vaccine mandates, they were requiring him to have a vaccine. And he was like, nope, sorry, Sony, not going to happen, and gone. I mean, Jeremy, you're an actor. I mean, what are your thoughts on, on him? You know, I mean, it's his prerogative. I get it. But something tells me it's not going to be the first time or the last time that we're going to hear of an actor saying no because of vaccine mandates. I'm sure it won't be the last time. And again, we live in a in a free country. It's the company's right to have the mandate. And it's his right to say no and to pass on that opportunity. It's 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 absolutely his right. I I don't think he'll be the last person we see. I, I don't see anything wrong with it i mean i disagree with him on the vaccine but that's a personal standpoint you know from a business standpoint everybody's in the right here he has the right to say no to walk away from the project and do something else and they have the right to say you know if you're going to work for us you're gonna you're gonna have this vaccine and keep our people safe so i I don't see any problem with it it's it's not going to hurt his pocketbook in the long run but it is definitely a statement you know, I mean, it's definitely a statement, um, but I, I don't, I don't, I don't see any fault with anybody here. It's, it's a, it's. I'm glad he exercised his right. He felt that way. He felt that strongly that he did sacrifice a, a significant chunk of cash. Um, you know, more power to him. We may disagree on the, you know, the belief, but you know, he's he's certainly not a hypocrite. I mean, and, and, and Cody's, I'm going to go ahead and pass it over to you, actually, because you're an artist. You're up on stage. You are in front of, you know, a lot of people, a lot of fans. You're out in the open like that. Right. Would this be something that would bother you if, say, a venue or a facility would require you and your guests or anybody to 
have the vaccine or have proof of vaccination? Would it be something that you can just walk like as your principles or whatever your beliefs are? Would it be something that you could just walk away from? Yeah, honestly, it's something I could just walk away from because I realize there's so many different variables to why somebody might get it and why somebody might not get it. And so recently I've had shows where I couldn't have people come in because of the vaccination. And that was perfectly fine with them because they understood what I was coming from, you know? So it's no issue to me, but I do agree that if it's somebody that's that big, then yeah, it's a statement. And so that's, that's going on with him right there. I but, mean, that's, that's, that's 9 million. I mean, would you, would you give up a $9 million gig for, for that type of principle? Not like, where I'm say, at right now. I, I was about to say, like, where you're at right now, <laughs> would you give up $9 million no. just to not put a vaccine on? Because that's, that's practically, that's pretty, that's practically what they're saying is put on, put take a vaccine for $9 million. Like, you know, that's pretty that's much. The yeah. <laughs> There's almost no part I wouldn't play and nothing I wouldn't do on film for nine million. So exactly. But hey, I, just to steer it away from this, although similar topic, um, Will Ferrell turned down twenty nine million dollars to do Jeez. Elf 2 because he didn't want to ruin Elf. Okay. Oh, I he, thought it was because you know, I thought it was because of the vaccine. Yeah, like, oh my God. Said, <laughs> no, he just lie. didn't. He didn't. You know, this was a while back, and he was mm -hmm. offered almost thirty million dollars to do Elf Two, and it, for whatever reason, he didn't feel solid about it. He didn't want to. You know, he knew Elf was a special Christmas film, and you know, from what I read, that's why he didn't. You know, that's why he passed on it. Respect. So, I mean, that's, mad that's respect, a... you know, he was true to his art. He oh. really loved that project. He didn't want to tarnish it in any way and passed up on, you know, uh, a pretty insane payday for an actor. So, well, I mean, look at Dave Chappelle. Chappelle did the same thing with Chappelle show. Mm -hmm. They were offering him an obscene amount of money. And he and he just walked away from all that money because he needed for whatever reason it was, he needed time away from from the spotlight. Mike Myers, I believe, did the same thing when they wanted him to do another Austin Powers film. He walked away from another obscene amount of money. He did it, from what I understand, from what I heard, and this is just this is just a, a rumor. I'm not sure if it's true. I believe he walked away because of he 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 felt that because his father had passed away when he was filming uh, Austin Powers, the 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 last one, the uh, the third one, and uh, Goldmember, and so his his. Uh, his father had had passed away and he felt that it was his fault that you know his father passed away because of this and he felt that okay i put so much effort in this movie that i neglected spending time with my dad i think i think that's why I, that's what i heard that that's the reason why mike myers walked away from another austin powers movie for that reason but i mean each one of these actors celebrities you know singers artists whatever they have their own prerogative more power to them for wanting to do what they want to do uh but wow, that's that's a lot of money that's 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 a good chunk of change right there so hey cube more power to you man <laughs> gave him nine mils so more power to you on that in other news jake paul is in the spotlight once again and, of course, we all know what's going on with uh, Zayn Malik and Gigi Hadid. Apparently, uh, Zayn Malik has has, uh, has uh, pled either, I believe it was either, I've heard from two different websites, either there's no contest or guilty to uh, putting his hands on Gigi's mother. 
Uh, so there's like a lot of a lot of stuff going on there with that. But Jake Paul decided to kind of put some more salt in that open wound. And uh, he, he pretty much reminded Gigi of a tweet that was a few years ago. And this is this is the time Logan Paul felt that uh, that the one that uh, Zayn Malik had been rude to, to him and his and his uh, and his posse, I guess, at the time at a One Direction concert or something like that. And so Gigi went in the defense of her of her guy and put and, and tweeted saying, uh, LOL, because he doesn't care to hang with you and your embarrassing crew of YouTube groupie groupies. Home alone with his best friends like a respectful king because he has me, sweetie, unbothered by your irrelevant, ugly ass. Go to bed. That was Gigi saying that to Jake Paul back then. So because of that, Jake Paul and this whole situation that's going on, Jake Paul reminded her of that tweet by 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 writing back a response saying, quote, your respectful king punched your mom in the face classy guy isn't he he went ahead and, and uh said that and Gigi has not publicly publicly responded to jake obviously she's got her own she's got her own uh worries like things that, are, that she's got to worry about but way to go jake as always you definitely come in uh you definitely come in for the kill on that one and delius actually just said he pled guilty zamalik pled guilty to harassment not for putting hands on uh, Gigi's mom so okay, so there's that's that's pretty much what's going on, but uh, yeah, you gotta hand it to Paul. I mean, Jake Paul coming oh, yeah. in raising for the that. classlessness to a whole new level. I mean, you know, then, then you got Logan Paul smacking uh, a, a, a person uh, at a club. Actually, it was all over TMZ where he smacked this kid. That's literally, I think he's like five foot, like seven, five foot eight or something like that. Probably like ninety nine pounds, skinny little kid, skinny dude. And Logan smacked him in the face because he called him a, uh, I can't, I'm not going to say the word, but a woman's genitalia. Uh, basically called him that because he wouldn't autograph a homeless person's thing or something like that. I don't know. But when he called him that, Logan walked up to him, got in the kid's face and smacked him over the face with it. And then his, his podcast friend, I forgot, his, I can't remember his name at the time right now, got in the kid's face and kind of shoved him away, you know. But it's one of those things where it's like, dude, come on. First, you're picking on old guys. Then you're picking on retired boxers. Then you're picking on retired UFC boxers. What's next? You're going to head over to the geriatric home for the, you know, and start picking on them next? I mean, what's going on, guys? Come on. I mean, this is this is ridiculous. You know, now you're playing. Now you're now you're picking on a woman that's going through a very, very emotional time right now with her guy and her mother and her in the middle. And you're you're saying you're you're saying this. I just I, I I can't I can't understand why these guys are doing that. I mean, I get it. It's possibly just for attention. It's possibly just to go ahead and so they could always be in the spotlight and the limelight. But I honestly right. think that they're actually doing it because they 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 really like doing it. That's, that's actually, what I'm I mean, gonna, that's what I'm beginning to think too. Because there's I no mean, growth inside of this. This is something we've been hearing about for years. Yeah, I mean, they just keep doing it. It just keeps coming. So I'm sorry. It's scumbag behavior day one. It's still scumbag behavior now. You know, if it walks like a duck, talks like a duck, it's a duck. So it's just, I just, I don't, I, don't, I really don't understand. I mean, you know, and, and it's, and it's one thing to say that, oh, it's because they're young, they're impetuous, but 
Cuddies, you're you're around their age. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you don't think that this is appropriate behavior, do you? I don't think it's appropriate behavior at all. And that's why I thought to agree with you when it came to are they just doing this to market or just get in front of people's face? But like you just said, Jeremy looks like a duck, talks like a duck. He's probably a duck. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure Gigi will go ahead and respond to him in kind soon enough. But for right now, she's got enough problems that she's worried about at this time. In other news, uh, JG Redick actually made a few comments recently on NBA players. And this is actually uh, on how talent in the NBA has evolved via the old man and the three podcast. He went ahead and said, quote, here is my issue with the old timers when they shed on us saying we couldn't play in their era. Most NBA players in today's era could play in any era in the NBA. Most NBA players from the 50s, 60s, early 70s could not play in today's NBA. Coaches, I'm going to go ahead and hand it over to you. What are your thoughts on something like that? You know, I mean, I know that that uh, that you watch you watch uh, basketball here and there because I know that you're not a football fan, but I know I remember you saying that mm-hmm. you're a basketball fan. Do you agree with this type of statement? I feel like the generations are bound to get better, so I don't I don't agree with that at all. I don't. I think they could play in. I, I definitely agree that they could play in any generation that they wanted to play, but I don't know. I don't feel like I have enough, like, I don't feel like I have enough experience inside of this sport to say so. Mm-hmm. But no, personally, from what I've seen, I, I think they could play in any generation. Well, Jeremy, I mean, and I know that, you know, you know that, you know, a lot about, uh, 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 the sport of basketball as well. I mean, do you agree with this, with this statement? I mean, you, you, you come from a generation where you've seen Magic Johnson, Will Chamberlain, oh, yeah. I mean, Larry Bird, you come from the general, like we both actually come from that generation as well, mm-hmm. where we've seen these incredible players, Shaquille O'Neal, you know, I mean, Charles Barkley. I mean, you got, you got some really talented NBA players here. Do you think that they could keep up with this new generation today? Do you agree with the statement? That they well, can't. I'll address the first statement where, you know, basically the, he was responding to the older guys saying they couldn't compete back then. And what I think a lot of guys are referring to is that late 80s pre-Jordan rules rough and tumble NBA. And honestly, that was the Charles Oakley days, the Charles Barkley days, where you got mugged going under the basket. You took Mm -hmm. elbows, you got punched, guys were ramming you in the ribs. I mean, it was a very physical game. So I think they are referencing that to a degree in that you're barely allowed to touch anybody now. These guys are a little bit softer compared to that. But I think I, I personally feel people adjust. Talent is talent. If you took the talent that is today and put it in that era, they would adjust to that physicality and learn to play. Just like I think the older guys have the talent. If they came in today and had the same training methods and the same nutritional knowledge and everything else that players have 40, 50 years later now that have made them better and made them compete longer, they would be able to compete too. You know, I mean, yeah. in, in, I'll, com- I'll compare it to baseball. Are you telling me the greatest hitter ever, you know, Ted Williams? Are you telling me that Ted Williams wouldn't be able to figure out how to hit the pitches nowadays? 
just because it was 70 years ago bullshit you know talent is talent guys True. would adapt plain and simple um you know that's that's how i feel about it i think anybody in today's generation would, be able to would go back and they would adapt and the guys from back then if they got to come up here have the same training and the same everything else, they would adapt talent is talent i think the only place that doesn't really apply it or at least it would change a lot is football because football people have gotten bigger and faster you can't ask jim brown to run and be a running back against linemen who are twice the size of the linemen he used to face. I mean, the average linebacker was maybe 220, 250, or the average lineman was maybe 220 pounds back then. And Jim know, was think, pushing I, I think, 245. I think, you know? I think me and Joe Green could pretty could do pretty well. Oh, I'm not know, saying they wouldn't. What I'm saying this is point, I mean, when you I, have guys I mean, like Warren Sapp and other guys like that who true. are 320 and run a sub five second 40, you know, or running a four five forty and are three hundred plus pounds. I don't know. Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson could probably keep up with the with those I'm guys. I'm just too saying that's it. That's a little bit of a different game. Now, could these guys still compete? Yeah, but would they be able to play the positions they played before? Maybe not. That's my point. Well. I mean, at this point, those are some pretty bold statements. Everybody has an opinion as to whether or not uh, they agree or they disagree with this statement. But as it stands, it's a very, very uh, tough statement to say. To actually, it's a bold statement to say uh, by J.J. Reddick. But uh, I'm sure he's going to get a lot of heat for that. So, I don't know. It's it's a crazy Definitely. statement. In other sports lucky news, if MJ doesn't drag him out on the court and you know, <laughs> right? Exactly. He's like, let me show you a little something here. <laughs> In other sports news, man, the NFL is going crazy. Russell Wilson is struggling right now with Seattle with their horrible, horrible standings right now. I believe they're right now what what four and two, three and two, something like that. Uh, then you got you got the Chiefs that are in a lot of trouble. I've said this before. Their offense needs their offensive line needs a lot of help. Uh, you know, for Mahomes, because Mahomes can't be doing those throws forever. It's really tough on him. And, of course, you know, you got the Packers that beat the undefeated Cardinals. They broke the streak. Did you see the, the last play of that game yesterday? It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Five seconds left on the clock in the red zone, throws the, the ball, overthrows yes. it. Well, actually, he tipped it, and he intercepts it. And I think and the receiver was like, what just happened? He just looked around like, what, what just happened right now? It was hilarious. Okay. I loved it. I've added yourself on the back long enough. Can yes, we get to yes, the actual yes. story in this game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So DeAndre DeAndre Hopkins actually forced himself back into this game against the coach's wishes with an injury. And I, 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 I have a problem with that. I mean, I understand the competitive nature of a football player or of any athlete. But as a wide receiver with a hamstring injury... And there are many games left to play in the season. The coaches did not want to risk him getting a worse injury. He, they did not want him to get, you know, uh, hurt for the rest of the season. They want to be able to utilize him. So him forcing his way back and ignoring his coaches, I think is unacceptable, truthfully. True, true, true. Sorry, we're, we're getting some we're getting some sounds in the background there, Cody's. <laughs> I don't know. We're hearing some some voices in the background there. <laughs> Cody's, Cody's just still with us. I got it. One second. Yeah, I'm here. Sorry, <laughs> I thought we lost it there for a second. Thought we we're going through technical oh, difficulties. No, yeah. I was like, no. I 
was like, not again! No! Yeah. <laughs> but, but seriously, I mean, if you think about it, this is, I mean, a high-powered athlete. He is one of the definite stars of that team. You have to understand his competitive drive. He wanted to be out there to fight to yeah. keep it an undefeated you know, season so far. But at the same time, it's a long season, and that's why the coaches are the ones who are supposed to make those decisions to take that out of the, I mean, no, no athlete wants to be taken off the field. If they're able to play at all or feel they can play at all, of course they don't want to come off the field, but that's why those decisions are left to the coaches. I mean, what if he goes out there and he blows his hamstring completely out and needs surgery? Well, look at He's JJ Watt. for the rest of the season. JJ Watt right now is out for the rest of the season. So, I mean, that's a tough loss right there for the Cardinals. That actually might've been a handicap for them yesterday. But then again, we had a worse handicap. We had three wide receivers that were on the bench, two of which I believe were tested positive for COVID. So, I mean, we were kind of handicapped ourselves, but man, uh, Dylan was just handling business yesterday with those rushes. But we're, you know, we'll let you, we'll let you know, all of you watch ESPN for the highlights on that beautiful game. We got a, a bunch of other games coming up this weekend. So, uh, make sure you check out your local listings for your favorite team. Now, I wanted to go ahead and uh, pass it over real quick to the guests of the hour here, our special guest co-host, Cody's here. Cody's, I mean, I, I want to chat with you a little bit about something that I saw something about you recently uh, having to do with uh, 50 Cent's camp being interested in you right now. What's what's going on with that? So I've, I've been working on um, my EP and I've been working on the singles. And recently, um, Holly was able to get that out to 50 cent and so they're having me do a a collab with another artist and we're waiting for that to be finished um it's in the studio right now they're just engineering and mixing it and so after that we'll see what happens because i don't really know too much about what's going to happen next after that you won't you won't have any time after that you won't have any time for us anymore (laughs) oh i have time baby i have time but i can't wait to hear I'm, i'm excited for this yeah Nice, man. Well, I'm, I'm happy for you, man. I wish you nothing but luck, and uh, hopefully, you, uh, so you know, much, we yeah. could have you back on here. But how can people stalk you on social media so that way they could go ahead and follow you? Yeah, guys. So you can find me on everything. Uh, mainly Instagram is where I'm the most active at, and that's at CODIS, C-C-O-T-I-E-S. Um, I'm on Spotify, Apple Music, SoundCloud, you name it, under the same name, guys. I hope to see you guys there. Nice, nice, man, and, and uh, luck, much luck to you on your uh, on your upcoming concert this weekend. So have fun out there. Be Thank safe. You. Thank Definitely you. be safe, and uh, you know, and everybody else also be safe. Make sure you 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 uh, again subscribe. We're we're leaving Facebook Live. We're actually going to be uh, uh, turning over to YouTube. Uh, and we're going to be on YouTube live. So please subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's going to be in the description. Uh, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. We also have a GoFundMe going on right now to, you know, go ahead and uh, get us, you know, not some better equipment. So that way we don't have to go through technical difficulties ever again, hopefully. So make sure you check us out on our, on our, on our GoFundMe page as well. And, uh, that's the news in case you haven't heard it again. I want to thank everybody for being on here. Cody, thank you so much for being, uh, the special guest co-host for today. Thank you guys and for having me again. Hopefully we'll have Absolutely. you on here again. Jeremy, not a pleasure as always. Always miserable talking to you, Dave. <laughs> Cody's great, great getting to talk. Hey, to you, I gotta you say, made this memorable. you guys have one of the best friendships I've seen on one of like a podcast in a long time so 
Thank don't, you guys don't, for giving me a great experience with this. This, this oh, is pleasure, this, man. No lie. This is, it's, it's all it's all fake. It's all fake. Don't even don't even don't even think it's, it's all, all fake. Yeah, guys. <laughs> so we'll see you next time. Please be safe. Have a happy Halloween, everybody. You have been listening to the Navarro Miller Report.